0: Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the U.S. to the U.K. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind-the-scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Hey there, and happy Thanksgiving. Welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at itsrogroh. That's I-T-S-R-O-G-R-O-H. All right, y'all, you know the drill. Let's dive into our episode. Thanksgiving can be a pretty hectic time for a lot of us. Leading up to the day, you're probably scrambling around, trying to tie up loose ends at the office before you head out. The day itself is probably filled with cooking. You might have to run around from house to house, trying to make different dinner times, perhaps picking up last-minute ingredients, and not to mention, thinking about all the conversation that has to be managed at the Thanksgiving dinner table. And you know what? All of this can be very overwhelming. So today, I wanted to bring on my friend, Tracy Howes. Tracy is an oxygen advantage instructor and freediver based on the south coast of England. Freediving is a form of underwater diving that relies on breath holding until resurfacing rather than using a breathing apparatus. This specialized training inspired Tracy to expand her knowledge of functional breathing to improve general health and well-being. By incorporating scientifically proven breathwork techniques into daily practice and training programs, Tracy's clients have transformed their breathing habits to build confidence, improve resilience and sleep quality, reduce anxiety and stress, train for marathons, and prepare to swim the English Channel. I wanted to bring Tracy on the show so she can shed some light on how we can reduce our stress, anxiety, and overwhelm with breathwork. What she shares with us today will not only help you as you head into the holiday, but also when you head back into the office. Tracy,
1: welcome to the show. Hi, Rochelle, It's great to be here. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. So, Tracy, I always like to ask my podcast guests, before we dive in, tell me a little bit about your story.
1: I will need a long podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, briefly, I... I'm originally from South Africa. I've lived in the UK for a long time and I've done various different businesses in my career. I've been called a serial entrepreneur because this is my fourth business that I'm onto now. However, my passion for breathwork and free diving has probably come from when I grew up as a child in South Africa, always being in the ocean, being very comfortable in water. Um, I remember holding my nose and sitting at the bottom of the swimming pool for as long as I possibly could, which really concerned my mother. She wasn't <laughs> sure what was going on there. I think it's always been part of who I am. And I've worked in hospitality, the luxury brand sector, I've done marketing, social media events. About four years ago, I started to experience some severe breathing problems which was really quite surprising because I'd never been unhealthy in any way and in that respect and I was really having trouble sleeping experiencing severe panic attacks and I'd end up in you know the accidents and emergency room concerned that perhaps I was having a heart attack I didn't understand what was going on anyway so fast forward a family member suggested trying meditation which did not appeal to me in the (laughs) the beginning at all. I was like, okay, because I was just thinking maybe, you know, the doctors are not being very helpful. What else can I do? And I went into it with an open mind, and I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which, you know, is like boot camp for meditation.
0: Yeah. But it
1: was life-changing. And what it was based on was nasal breathing. The simple concept of actually shifting your focus to the breath, and really focusing on the sensation of air moving in and out of your nostrils, which sounds really basic, but that's how we live. We breathe through our nose and our mouth. So that was my trigger. That was what really instigated my desire to learn more. Because within a period of eighteen months, I was able to completely eliminate panic attacks, improve my sleep quality, and just become a lot more calm and for for someone like me with a very inquiring mind i wanted to understand why this worked and during this period i'm I'm a qualified paddy scuba diver as well but i'd been interested in free diving which is not using any breathing apparatus when you are underwater so the overlap from my research into free diving and different styles of breathwork techniques came together in 2018. And that was really the starting point of my journey, getting certified as a functional breathwork instructor, training every week as a free diver, and now teaching people the benefits of employing nasal breathing and correct breathing techniques for their health and well-being.
0: Wow, Tracy, that is so awesome. I really love how you took a personal experience and you tied it with something that you One is that you love diving, and then two, you were having these panic attacks that were driving you to the emergency room, and they intersected in order to create a whole new business. That is, A, just so creative. I'm just so impressed with that. That is so cool. And then B, you took it a step further to get certified as a functional breath worker, Can you give me some background on what exactly is a functional breath worker? Because I'm sure that's a term that a lot of people aren't very familiar with.
1: Absolutely. Functional breathing is all about the movement of the body when you breathe, what muscles are engaged, and blood chemistry, oxygen and carbon dioxide in the blood, how they operate together. And... With the science behind the understanding, I'm finding that I get a lot more buy-in from people because then they know why they're doing these exercises because they understand the impact it has on a cellular level. But there's a lot of people out there who may have heard of breath work or breathing techniques through yoga or through cold water exposure. It's very similar. And I, I like to compare breath work sometimes to yoga because there's so many different techniques with yoga you find one that you love, and you tend to practice that often. With breath work, yes, we all breathe, but there are correct ways of breathing. And that's where functional breath work comes in, because it's understanding how the body works. And once you have that basic foundational knowledge, then you can apply all sorts of other breathing techniques on top of that. But like yoga, you know, there'll be practices that don't suit everybody. And some breath work practices can. Literally, change your body temperature very quickly. They involve quite heavy, fast breathing, which doesn't suit a lot of people, perhaps, who are asthmatic or have panic attacks or are of a nervous disposition. So, what's really important to me is making sure that people have a basic understanding. So, my goal really is to educate, share the knowledge, the medical research that I have access to through my certification program and then have practical exercises that you can take and apply in your day to day because it's all good and well knowing what's good for you but you have to apply it for to make a difference um, and that that for everyone is the challenge you know creating new breathing habits is you have to relearn how to breathe
0: if i am hearing this correctly correct me if i'm wrong there are different breathing techniques that are applied to different activities that a person may be doing. So let's take, for example, maybe a bodybuilder versus a runner versus somebody who is a singer. Am I hearing that correctly, that there are different techniques and ways to breathe for those different types of activities?
1: That is part of it. There is the foundational breathing techniques apply to everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that would be the, the starting point, learning how to breathe through the nose with diaphragmatic activation with a pause on the exhale. And there's specific styles of breathing that apply to everybody. Okay. When we move into sport, or singing or even mountaineering, for example, the more advanced techniques can be learned, which enables the body to perform better with lower oxygen levels. And that's an area that I'm particularly interested in because of my freediving. Yes. And it has an absolute correlation to high altitude training. Mm -hmm. So I go from people that just want to learn how to breathe better to people who are performance-led and have to learn how to use the body in a slightly more advanced way in order for them to survive, essentially, if they are, for example, at the top of Mount Everest. But for the majority of us, we can all learn functional breathing techniques, which will literally change your life, your quality of life will improve, because the knock on effect is better sleep, managing your stress response in a much better way, because you can't get rid of stress. And that was something that I think contributed to my panic attacks, because I was running two businesses at the time, I probably wasn't getting enough sleep. And in hindsight, I can start to see how stress manifested in my body. Mm. However, if you're not told that this is potentially the reason, you start to think the worst. So I want to reassure people that they can learn these techniques and make a real difference to their life and you know, performance if they are athletes. I
0: can imagine that when people start thinking the worst, it can almost add on top of the existing stress, existing anxiety, and make that situation a bit worse. But if people learn some of these foundational breathing techniques, it can really start to peel back the layers and start to dissipate some of that stuff that's kind of happening underneath the surface.
1: Very much so. And I find one of the comments that I get a lot from clients is that their confidence improves. You know, particularly if you've had some kind of compromised lung condition and I'll obviously include COVID in this where you don't know what's going on in your body and your breathing which is your life force is affected to the point where you don't know whether you're going to live or die it's that it gets to that point it is that's serious and when individuals learn these techniques suddenly they feel like they have some control back you know and if you can give people this control back What a way to change somebody's life. And you don't just have to have compromised lungs to want to learn to breathe correctly. Because if we're breathing properly, of course you can expand your longevity, your focus and your concentration in the workplace. Children with ADHD, learning how to breathe through the nose can really help to reduce that. There's a lot of medical research out there now, especially around women's breathing, which is another particular interest of mine, not just in sport, but how our progesterone levels affect our breathing. And inevitably what will happen is that when your hormones are out of balance, it will affect your breathing. So when women are pregnant, going through the menstrual cycle, going into menopause, they tend to hyperventilate more because their progesterone levels have dipped. But if you didn't understand or know about this, you just assume that you're having one of those days, you know, <laughs> right. kind of gets passed off, Take the tablet, you'll feel okay tomorrow. No, I totally reject that way of thinking now, now that I have the understanding and I want women to feel empowered and go, you know what, I know what's going on with my body and I know how to manage that time of the month and help myself feel better. I love that.
0: Could you share a little bit about what are some of these functional breathing techniques that some of us could take away today?
1: Of course. The first thing I will say is the reason why nasal breathing is the key. It's not just because, hey, we have a nose, we need to breathe through it. Right. <laughs> the vast majority of us are dysfunctional breathers. You know, we breathe through the mouth, which is where a lot of problems start. So for people listening to this for the first time and thinking, wow, I didn't know about this, gently keeping the mouth closed, unless you're speaking, eating, or drinking, or doing really high-intensity exercise, is essential. Our nose is like a microbiome, very similar to the microbiome you have in your gut. It has bacteria. It has antibacterial qualities. It purifies the air and warms it up before it enters the lungs. That doesn't happen in the mouth. The other thing that we have is a molecule that is only produced in the sinus cavity called nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is so important to so many functions in the body. But we can manually stimulate this molecule to produce more of it through breath hold and humming. And what it actually does is it's a vasodilator. So it opens your blood vessels. So you've got more oxygen rich blood moving to the lungs. This, again, does not happen with the mouth. Another good reason to keep your mouth closed is because saliva has a protective layer over the gums and teeth. If you always have your mouth open when you're breathing, you're going to potentially increase gum inflammation and dental cavities because the bacteria comes through the mouth, not the nose. So there's a lot to say for nasal breathing. The second key is diaphragmatic activation. So many of us breathe from the chest, that is where the problems start, which causes inflammation, exercise-induced asthma, and just chronic muscular conditions. Breathing from the diaphragm is laterally expanding the base of the lungs, and actually giving you 20% more ventilation. I can share a very short exercise with you today, if you like, which is purely about resetting the nervous system in literally 90 seconds.
0: I would love to do that because as you're speaking, I'm over here trying to push my belly out, wondering if I'm doing it correctly. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to do that.
1: Okay. Well, this is a lovely exercise for a variety of reasons. You can do it anytime during the day. If you're feeling stressed, under pressure, this will literally reset your system because what we're doing is we're doing a short breath hold for five seconds and then we're breathing as you normally would for 10. And if you do this for, I'd say 90 seconds for the sake of the podcast, but generally speaking, if you can do it for two and a half minutes, that's a little nugget in your toolbox of good breathing. And the breath hold actually, what it does is it enables the hemoglobin proteins in the blood to release more oxygen. So you're giving your brain a little burst, a little booster, and your lungs, of course. And oxygenation of the body is key because when you have inflammation in the body, that's what causes disease. So if we could regularly oxygenate, we're keeping ourselves healthy. So I'll pop my timer on and I'll just talk you through 90 seconds of the exercise and we can do it together if you like.
0: Would love to. I am so ready for this.
1: Okay. What I'd ask you to do is if you're seated, make sure you're sitting up nice and straight with your lower back in the base of the chair, shoulders are relaxed, and your airways are nice and free, so your head almost as though there's a piece of string gently pulling you to the ceiling, opening up your throat, You're not hunched over and your shoulders are not crunching over your ribcage. You can close your eyes and close your mouth. And we're going to inhale through the nose, gently, just settling the body. I'd like you to take a gentle inhale through the nose and softly exhale through the nose. And at the end of the exhale, hold your breath for five, four, three two, one, start breathing normally for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Take a breath in through the nose and gently exhale. Hold your breath for five, four, three, Two one breathe normally for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Take a gentle inhale through the nose, soft exhale. Hold your breath for five, four, three, two one, breathe normally, for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Take a gentle inhale through the nose, softly exhale, hold your breath for five, four, three, two, one, Breathe normally. And when you are ready, you can open your eyes.
0: I feel really relaxed.
1: That was 90 seconds. Wow. So it's a simple yet powerful tool and works exceptionally well if you have sleeping issues insomnia, broken sleep, or you just struggle to get to sleep because of your racing mind at night, your cortisol levels are too high, you could get into bed and for 15 minutes you can do this exercise. So in through the nose, exhale through the nose, hold for five seconds, breathe normally for 10 seconds, and within 15 minutes you can shift the nervous system into the parasympathetic state which is the rest and digest. And that prepares the body to go into the sleep cycle. So it's a gentle helping hand. Or if you're just having one of those days at the office and you think, oh my goodness, I don't think I could cope, go and sit quietly or make yourself a cup of tea. And while you're waiting for the kettle to boil, you can do this exercise in 90 seconds. Right.
0: That's amazing.
1: It doesn't have to be a... I have to sit down now and do breathing exercises for half an hour. You can, and I can help with that. But really what works for my clients is a practical application in day-to-day life. Have you read that book, Atomic Habits? Um, I haven't, but I do know about it. It's been recommended to me.
0: Right. So I think about that book because sometimes people think that they have to be like all or nothing, or you know, they have to really dive into this deep practice of whatever it is they're trying to get into. But really the one minute a day of breath work or 90 seconds a day of breath work can lead to astronomical results for your performance, not only athletically, but for your sleep and how you're performing within your day-to-day job. So it's the little tiny habits that you can do each day, which are practical. Who doesn't have one minute a day? Who doesn't have 90 seconds a day to work on meditating, breath work, whatever it is to improve their overall life.
1: That's a really good point. And I think I'm glad you mentioned meditation because the problem with a lot of a conversation around that is that you can't meditate if you have a racing mind. It is impossible. And I know because I was that person. <laughs> I was that person too. You <laughs> have had have those moments of crazy mind action. You just go, oh, I wish I could just take it away for a while. But what I discovered through the meditation retreat, but also practicing different styles of breath work and coming back to the oxygen advantage, although it's aimed at sport, it teaches these foundational exercises so that when you can calm the mind, and lots of my clients now do this, they'll do the exercise we've just done, but maybe for two and a half to five minutes before they go into their meditation routine. Or before their sleep. So you basically create the space in the mind to go, okay, I'm just going to get everything calmed down and relaxed and then I'll meditate or, and then I'm going to fall asleep. It's that space that we often forget. I just feel like everybody should have this knowledge.
0: (laughs) So I have a question for you, Tracy. Can this, I know there's probably many functional breathing techniques that you have in your toolbox that you share with clients, but the one that you just shared with us now, when I'm thinking about applying that to maybe a business setting, I think about walking on stage to deliver a presentation, going into a meeting where I might have to pitch myself or my business. Or maybe I'm having to stand up to do a 30 to 60 second presentation in front of a networking group. These are sometimes very overwhelming situations for people. Can that breathing technique help in those situations as well?
1: It absolutely can. And I actually have specific exercises for presentations and for public speaking. Because the thing is, you don't want to get yourself into such a relaxed state before a presentation that you're not focused and sharp. So we combine a relaxing exercise like the one we've just done Mm -hmm. with another one which is much more about sharpening the brain and focusing the mind so that when you walk out on stage or let's say you've got, I don't know, 100 people on a Zoom call, you've spent that little bit of time beforehand prepping so that you are not stuck in your head and you can hold the room because people particularly face-to-face, they will feel your energy. And if you're scared, nervous, you know, antsy, and just a bit all over the place, the audience will feel that and respond accordingly. So, you know, for example, with presentations, I'll say to my clients, you know, we have another technique called 4-6 breathing where I get them to breathe in for 4 and out for 6 without breath hold. And that just regulates the heart rate, calms the heart calms the nervous system and then I get them to do another exercise where they walk and hold their breath and that the breath hold and the walking stimulates oxygenation of the brain and it really does help when you combine them to calm the nervous system and sharpen the mind and I would always recommend doing that about 30 minutes before you don't want to do it in like two or three hours because then it's not going to have any effect. You need to be doing this just before you go on. And I know quite a few speakers actually who will get to a venue early and hide. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do their breathing exercises in peace. They don't want people talking to them, emailing, checking their emails or just being in their presence. They need, and it's not about being selfish, it's about preparation. It's about really going, you know, what do I need to be the best version of myself so that I can deliver this important information? And so allowing yourself that 30 minutes to just calm the mind, get out of your head and sharpen the brain and the focus means you walk out there and you are in charge, which is the most important thing you can have when you're in front of people because that instigates trust People will warm to that. They'll want to know more. They'll be interested.
0: You know, what I'm taking away is if there's anything that people are trying to get up to in their lives, like whether that's, you know, athletics, whether that's a presentation for work, whether that's, you know, you're in a situation where you're feeling overwhelmed, there are natural things that you can do and take control of that situation through breathwork in order to really derail how that could make you feel. Right, like You could feel overwhelmed, you could feel pressure, but really the one minute a day of breath work or 90 seconds a day of breath work can lead to astronomical results for your performance, not only athletically, but for your sleep and how you're performing within your day-to-day job. There are specific coaches that will help you harness your breathing so that you can take back that control and get the results that you're actually seeking.
1: Very much so. But as well, to be fair, I think people should know as well that they can access this information for free. You know, yes, I teach courses, I've worked with individuals with respiratory conditions and others that are just curious about optimizing their breathing. But I highly recommend doing research. You know, some people prefer to learn through reading, others like to be in a group or have a one-to-one experience. But there's a lot of information out there now since the pandemic around respiratory health and breathing properly. And I would recommend that listeners do research some of the amazing books that I've read, other than The Oxygen Advantage. Um, (laughs) James James Nestor's book, Breath, which came out last year. He's a journalist and comes into it from a historical perspective, giving an overview of breathing through the ages and techniques that you can use. Patrick McEwen, my teacher, who wrote The Oxygen Advantage and founded the program that I'm part of, you know, he puts a lot of information out on YouTube. But I'm always open to people just asking questions because curiosity is the starting point. And then for some people, that's all they need. And then off they go. And others want to be nurtured and taught. And that's what I love to do. So I'm always happy to take questions.
0: Love it. Excellent. Tracy, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on today before we go?
1: Um, I think in terms of the free diving, the correlation between my breath work and that, the joy that I get from holding my breath and diving underwater would not be as enjoyable if I hadn't done these breathing exercises first, because they allow a greater sense of calm in the mind and body. And my CO2 tolerance has improved because that's what we teach with functional breathwork and with free diving. That is the stress response in the body. So by learning to control that CO2, <laughs> you actually can have a much better diving experience and manage your stress better. And yeah, I think if people are interested in learning more about free diving, they can ask me questions as well. I'm happy to help.
0: Love that. And if there are people that are interested in improving their performance in the workplace, how do you help clients in that realm?
1: They generally will come to me either for my 3-week program, which I deliver every month on Zoom, or I teach one-to-one, which works really well with, you know, CEOs, business owners who are limited in time, and I will work directly with them, practice with them. They get a lot of scientific education that goes with the practical aspect. And in the new year, I'll be launching a new presentation for the corporate market on how to use breathing techniques in the workplace. So I'd love to share that with you when it goes live. That would be
0: really awesome. And if my audience would like to reach you, where can they find you?
1: I'm very active on LinkedIn and Instagram. So you can reach me through my name, Tracy May on both. And I know you're going to include a contact link in the show notes so people can set up a Zoom call or a chat with me.
0: Awesome. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about a topic that isn't widely known about. I think this is going to be a really great episode that my audience can take with them as they head into the busy holidays and as they get back into the office. Thank you so much for your time.
1: It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Rochelle.